The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, June 15th. In today's news, an inspector general report is highly critical of the FBI. More legal trouble for the president. And the trade war escalates. But first, the big idea. President Trump is losing the debate over splitting up families at the border as conservative faith leaders turn against it. On Thursday, Attorney General Jeff Sessions defended the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy that is splitting up parents from their children when they illegally cross the border. Speaking in Fort Wayne, Indiana, the nation's chief law enforcement officer used religion to justify the practice. I would cite you to the Apostle Paul and his clear and wise command in Romans uh, 13 to obey the laws of the government because God has ordained the government for his purposes. That comment led to what was perhaps the testiest briefing of White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders' tenure. CNN's Jim Acosta asked her, where in the Bible does it say that it's moral to take children away from their mothers? Here's what she said. Uh, I can say that uh, it is very biblical to enforce the law. Uh, that is actually repeated a number of times throughout the Bible. However, this, uh, hold on, Jim, if you'll let me finish. Throughout American history, every time someone has cited Romans 13 to justify public policy, they have lost the moral high ground and lost the debate. During the American Revolution, that passage was invoked by loyalists to say that colonists should stay loyal to King George, even if they didn't like his taxes on tea or stamps. In the 1840s and 1850s, Romans 13 was regularly invoked by defenders of the South and slavery to ward off abolitionists who said slavery was wrong. Meanwhile, the Trump administration announced that it will begin temporarily housing migrant children in a tent city outside El Paso as immigration officials struggle to keep up with the surge of children taken into government custody because of this policy. The Department of Health and Human Services acknowledged Thursday that it now has 11,432 migrant children in its custody. That's up from fewer than 9,000 at the start of this month. Even as they try to avoid blaming Trump or Sessions, more and more Republican lawmakers, especially those facing tough re-election fights, are going on the record to say that they oppose the policy. House Speaker Paul Ryan, the retiring Republican from Wisconsin, was asked during his weekly news conference on Thursday whether he's comfortable with the Trump policy. Here's what he said. No, I'm not. Uh, This is because of a court ruling. And so this, I do think, ought to be addressed. We believe it should be addressed in immigration legislation. But nonpartisan fact checkers agree that it's not actually true that this is required by court order. In fact, Barack Obama and George W. Bush didn't do it. GOP strategists also acknowledge privately that this policy is playing terribly with the kind of suburban women, sometimes called soccer moms, who are key to Democratic hopes of retaking the House. So House Republican leaders on Thursday night began circulating the draft text of a legislative proposal that would end the administration's practice, in effect, allowing children to be detained alongside their parents. The rub is that it's part of a bigger bill, which would also give billions for Trump's border wall and make changes to immigration programs to reduce the number of legal immigrants allowed into the country. 
Another key reason that the tide of public opinion is shifting against Trump is that faith leaders across the ideological spectrum are really starting to mobilize their flocks against this policy. The evangelist Franklin Graham, Billy's son and a staunch Trump supporter, told the Christian Broadcasting Network on Thursday that splitting up families is, quote, disgraceful and terrible. The conservative Southern Baptist Convention passed a resolution at its annual meeting in Dallas nearly unanimously that said immigration policy should make family unity a priority. And the leaders of 26 separate Jewish groups from the conservative, reform, and reconstructionist movements have signed a new open letter going to Sessions opposing the policy. The letter organized by the Anti-Defamation League calls splitting up parents and their kids unconscionable. One bishop said during a meeting of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops in Florida on Wednesday that Catholics who carry out the Trump policy are violating the tenets of their faith and perhaps should be denied communion. The official Twitter account of the Vatican tweeted out a quote from Pope Francis and a verse from Deuteronomy after Sessions invoked Romans. The Pope said, quote, The Bible teaches that God loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. And you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners in Egypt. Sessions is heading on Friday to Scranton, Pennsylvania, to give another speech about immigration. Ahead of his appearance, the Catholic bishop for that archdiocese sent a statement to the local paper, the Scranton Times-Tribune, that describes the administration policy as a, quote, affront to the right to life. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Justice Department's Inspector General found that senior bureau officials at the FBI showed a, quote, willingness to take official action to prevent Trump from becoming president. The 500-page report documents major missteps in one of the most politically charged cases in the Bureau's history. In particular, it provides the most exhaustive account to date of the FBI and Justice Department decision-making throughout the investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server while she was Secretary of State. The IG did not find evidence supporting assertions made by the president that bias within the FBI rigged the case to clear Clinton. But the report does cite numerous instances of unprofessionalism, bias, and misjudgment that hurt the Bureau's credibility in general. The report singles out lead agent Peter Strzok as showing anti-Trump bias that could have affected his thinking on the case during the immediate run-up to the 2016 election. Perhaps the most damning revelation in the report is a previously unreported text message in which Strzok assured an FBI lawyer, who he was involved with romantically, that, quote, will stop Trump from making it to the White House. That came in August of 2016. The report also is a blistering rebuke of former FBI Director Jim Comey, accusing him of insubordination. Specifically, it says he flouted Justice Department practices when he announced that he was reopening the investigation of Clinton's use of the email server in the weeks before the presidential election without first consulting the Attorney General or the Deputy Attorney General. Number two, New York's Attorney General filed a lawsuit against Trump on Thursday, accusing him of, quote, persistently illegal conduct at his charitable foundation. Three of his adult children, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric, are also named in the suit. What's so striking about it is how much wrongdoing it alleges. Attorney General Barbara Underwood says that oversight of spending at Trump's foundation was so loose that its board of directors had not met in 19 years, and its official treasurer wasn't even aware that he was on the board. 
Instead, the lawsuit alleges that the foundation served the spending needs of Trump and in 2016, the needs of his presidential campaign. Underwood, a Democrat, said that Trump willfully and knowingly used the foundation to benefit his campaign, and she released records to back that up. Criminal tax experts say that people have gone to prison for less, though Trump almost certainly will not, and he denies any wrongdoing. Underwood has referred her findings to the IRS for further investigation, which could lead to federal sanctions. Number three, President Trump announced new tariffs on $50 billion in Chinese products on Friday morning, marking a historic change after three decades of deepening ties between the world's two largest economies. Administration officials say the tariffs are a response to China's practice of compulsory technology licensing for foreign companies who want to do business there, as well as its efforts to steal U.S. trade secrets via cyber theft. Meanwhile, Trump's former top economic advisor, Gary Cohn, says these Trump tariffs may, quote, wipe out the benefits of the tax law passed by Republicans in December. He said these tariffs and the ensuing trade war may drive up inflation and prompt American consumers to take on more debt, possibly pushing the country into another economic downturn. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, June 15th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.